Hi, you're listening to You're Like Really Pretty, a podcast for the girlies and the gays that love pop culture, reality TV, and the occasional juicy political scandal. I'm your host, Kayla. Oh my god, guys. Hi, how are you doing? I'm not doing that amazing, to be completely honest. I'm so sick. And I don't know what I'm sick with. Um, So that's awesome. Mom bullied me into going to the doctor's office, um, which was actually like, so I have TRICARE and I go to the military hospital that's here in town. And literally, like, I get such great care there, like all the time. I know a lot of people complain about TRICARE. I get really great care from that military hospital. And um, my favorite, I've gone to urgent care a lot. Um, one time my husband hit a deer. Oh my God. Let me tell you about when he hit this deer. I screamed. First of all, we had the pups in the background, in the background. See, I'm like out of it. I'm on cold medicine. I'm sorry. In the back of the car, in the back seat. And we saw the car in front of us hit something. And then my husband like tried to swerve, but then he hit it and it fucking he broke like the deer's arm or something and there was deer blood on the car it fucking fucked me up dude and like after like we were like are you okay are you okay are the pups okay I started wailing I started screaming because I knew we killed that animal I knew it ran off into the field to go die it fucked me up dude um but (laughs) it's not funny it's not funny but he did that Literally two days before um, he went on patrol, of course, because that's what he fucking does. So I was the one that was left to take care of the car issues, but I got whiplash from it and I had to go to the, the urgent care at the military hospital. And that was the first time I met my favorite doctor and he was, I was like, I tried. I iced it. I put a heat pack on it. I've been taking ibuprofen. I've been taking showers. Like it just, it hurts so much. And he like touched my neck and he's like, you have whiplash. And he was so quite kind to me. And just like, I was like, I don't want you guys to think I'm just looking for drugs. I'm just like very scared of that. You know, like I'm a black person in America. That's how that's how we're treated. And so I was like, I just, he was like, you're okay. (laughs) You're okay. And so pretty much every time I've gone in there, I've gotten him and he's just so nice. But this time I didn't get him. And, um, I mean, the doctor I got was, was nice and everything, but listen, I put on a show. I love an audience. Okay. This personality, I always tell people I'm a personality hire. Like, I give you the old razzle-dazzle, and I'm going to win you over with my charm and my uniqueness, nerve, and talent. <laughs> if you if you get that, it's charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. If you get that, um, God bless you. Uh, but the doctor I got, he was not falling for any of my tricks. The nurse, though, however, that came and did my strep test... Because I was wearing a bright pink jacket, which is so comfy. Oh, my God. It's like the comfiest jacket in the world. 
Um, and then I was wearing pink sunglasses, a pink face mask, and uh, a pink purse. Um, and I was feeling like, you know what, I'm sick, but I'm cute. And she was like, she came in, she's like, I saw you walked in and I saw all that pink and you are looking amazing. And I was like, thank you for noticing. That's all I want. I, I just want people to notice how amazing and fabulous I am. And she did. So um, thank you, nurse. Uh, however, the doctor was not, he was not there for me and um, my shenanigans. I was trying to make him laugh. Didn't get one chuckle out of him nothing. So that activated something in me. Um, and the something in me is desperation. Um, my, I gotta tell you, my throat already hurts from talking. Um, the desperation was activated and he was, he just, he wasn't going to give it to me. And you know what? I got to respect you for that. But if you know me in real life, don't you ever dare think about withholding approval for me because I will kill you um and that's not a threat it's a promise do not withhold approval for me I can't take it okay I am too sensitive for that so they did the little strep test it came back negative they're like well COVID and I was like it doesn't feel like COVID because I don't have a runny nose um I just have a really like baby baby cough and like an insane sore throat. And that's why I thought it was strep. Because I think I told you guys the story about one time when I thought I got strep. Um, or when I when I got strep and I thought it was something else. I, if I haven't, I'm going to tell again. So the year was 2014. The summer, bef the summer I met my husband. Um, but this was before I met him and your girl was being a hoe. Uh, yes. Okay. My heart was broken and I was filling the void with men. Um, and you know, she was, she was being a little, uh, promiscuous, which is my God given fucking right. Okay. Fuck you. If you are judging for, you know what? I love hoes. Ho antics are my favorite. Anyway, if you're judging, fuck you. But if you're not judging and you're here for the hoe antics, um, let's talk about the consequences uh, that can arise. And for me personally, you need to be practicing safe, safe sex, unlike what I was doing. Um, and so I was working my barista job, um, partying, you know, all hours of the day, going to $2 Tuesdays, just living it up. Um, and, you know, having fun with whoever I wanted to have fun with. And I woke up one morning, I was like, oh my God, my fucking throat is killing me. And, uh, um, you know, that went on for a couple days and I was like, nothing is helping me. Did you just hear that? That was the freaking dog. You guys, they're terrorizing me. I'm going to have to kick them out again. Never mind. They gave me sad eyes so they get to stay. But if you guys act up one more time, I swear to God, I am putting you outside in the rain. So where was I? Um, oh, summer. Yeah. Woke up with the sore throat. And for like three days, it wouldn't go away. And I, was, I just thought it was like maybe a cold. I was like, what the fuck is going on? This isn't going away. And, um, finally I asked my sister cause I didn't have a car cause my life was falling apart. Um, I asked my sister, I was like, can, 
can you please take me to the doctor? And so she took me to the doctor. I'm waiting. And when I get nervous, I like rapid talk and like word vomit. And um, I also want to make people laugh all the time. Like, you know, I'm a clown. And so the doctor comes in. He's like, what's going on? And I was like, I got to be completely honest. I'm pretty sure I have STD. (laughs) I said, I have been having sex with a lot of people unprotected. And I'm really scared that I have an STD. And I know that um, this is how HPV or HPV, HIV starts. It starts with flu-like symptoms. I think I'm having flu-like symptoms. My glands are so swollen. Like, I was so scared that I got HIV. My mind immediately went there. Um, And he was like, whoa. He's like, let me look at your mouth. And he's like, I'm pretty sure you have strep throat. So let's do a test. Test came back, strep throat. He's like, we're going to give you a penicillin shot. Um, And so they gave me a penicillin shot in my butt, which is that normal? I always think back to that. Why couldn't I get it in my arm? Why did it have to be in my butt? But they gave me a penicillin. They were like, okay, drop your pants. I was like, what? And they gave me a penicillin shot. Um, So I thought that that's how the sequence of events were going to go when I went to the doctor. Uh, Hold on. Water break. Nope. I didn't have strep. Took the COVID test. I came back negative today my mom had me take a rapid COVID test at home too she's like why couldn't they just give it to you I was like because the the ones that they do at the hospital are more accurate but and I don't want to lose like I don't want to waste a COVID test when I know I don't have COVID she's (laughs) she sent me a picture she like she has been hoarding the COVID test she's like I'll give you some of them (laughs) I was like okay mom I'll take a COVID test She's barking at me on the phone. And honestly, I love it. Okay. I was like, quit bullying me. But I love it. She's just like constantly checking in on me. She's like, are you okay? Did you eat? And I was like, I'm not hungry. And um, yeah, I don't know. I like being baby. So that one of my friends, we were uh, talking, like we were texting. I can't even remember what about um oh we were showing each other our birth charts and both these friends uh Caitlin and Tay are Geminis because that's what I collect is Geminis and um we were talking about like our moon and our Venus and my I've told you guys my uh sun moon and Venus are all Aries and um she was like (laughs) she's like that means like the way I love and stuff. And she's like, your baby. And I'm like, yes, I am. (laughs) And I have just been saying that all week. I'm like, I am baby. Like I just, I want to be babied at all times. It is my favorite thing in the world. Favorite thing is when I'm babied. Um, And so when I'm sick, I get extra babied. But when I'm sick and my husband's gone, it's just me. I'm so I got to take what I can get through text message. Uh, Sorry, water break again. And I'm not editing it out. I can't, okay? I can't. I'm so sick. I it just, you're going to have to deal with it. You are going to have to deal with me and my shit today. God bless you for listening this far. So, I've called out of work a couple times this week. Didn't want to. I had to, though. 
I couldn't do hours on hours of talking and I'm just like so tired. Um, didn't go to class either days this week. Listen, obviously, like I'm just, I am trying to make it okay. I am just a girl living in this world, doing my best. Um, so lots of sleeping, uh, drinking hot toddies. And the thing about hot toddies, listen, I'm not really a lemon girl. Um, well, I wasn't because it gave me heartburn, but you know, I'm on my regimen for, uh, allergies, which I guess like allergies make heartburn worse or something. That's what my allergist said. So she prescribed me this medicine and I'm not really getting heartburn lately. Um, but the hot toddies. So the reason I'm drinking the hot toddies and this person who will be remaining, who will remain nameless. God, I can't even talk. We're going to call him nemesis number two. Um, I had, you know, ironically, both my nemesis have their names start with the same letter. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps that is who I need to stay away from people whose names start with this letter. Anyway, this nemesis, he's a new nemesis and he used to be a friend until things transpired. Um, and I will put a hex on him. Um, and I, you know how like Jared Leto, oh, another J, the dots are connecting. I feel like that gif, like, you know, it's from Horrible Bosses when he's like been up all night. That's how I feel right now. Things are fucking connecting. J names are not to be trusted. Apologies if your name starts with a J. Um, so just right now in this era, my era right now is no J's allowed, but this J name, last time I was sick, he told me to drink a hot toddy and like, it really did work. It really made me feel better. And I've been drinking them and I get like three hours of like feeling better off of them. But the thing is, is you make hot toddies with whiskey. So you kind of get a little drunk (laughs) and I think that's why you feel better. Oh no, I'm limiting myself to two a day because I'm like, this is, I'm drinking a lot of Jack Daniels and I'm sick. Um, yeah, so I've been sick trying to survive on my own, uh, and I'm having nightmares and my eye keeps twitching because I'm sick and stressed. Um, and that's my life, but I did watch a movie today called pleasure on uh who on hulu yeah um oh and i watched midsomar uh a couple nights ago with my friends so i like that was on my to watch list for a long time and i just never watched it and then my friends were like let's watch it let's watch it and so we did and they're like i want kayla's like real-time reaction holy fuck what was that movie it was incredible. It was amazing. I adored it. But what the fuck was that? Truly, what the fuck was that? Because it was insane. Um, however, comma, uh, for Tay's birthday, <laughs> which is later this month, we are going to do a little Midsommar like type situation with um, just the aesthetics of it all. Okay. Have you seen the movie? Obviously, we're not going to like 
follow the movie. Well, maybe we will. I don't know. Remains to be seen. Um, we do have a lot of rage in us. And, uh, yeah, that movie was insane. But I watched a movie today called Pleasure that came out in 2021. And um, another Swedish movie. Or, like, like Midsommar is set in Sweden. And then this movie was, like, directed by a Swedish person and starring a Swedish person. But basically it's about this girl who comes from Sweden to L.A. to make it in porn. And it's really good. It's an indie movie. Um, it's kind of crazy, though. And yeah, you got to watch it. It's like very brutal and very sad. And but also like makes you think about your consumption of that kind of stuff. And it was really good. I enjoyed it. I highly recommend it. Um, but trigger warning, because it is like, whew. The actress, uh, I want to see her in more stuff because she is, she's really good. She kind of reminds me of um, Lily Reinhardt. She kind of looks like her too, um, but she has like that Bambi-eyed thing going on. <sighs> so that's pretty much it. Like there's nothing exciting going on besides me slowly decaying into complete madness and sadness and I just want my throat to stop hurting. Oh, wait, I forgot to tell you about the song that I'm currently obsessed with. Like, I can't, I'm fixated on it and I can't stop listening to it. Um, It's soothing me in a way that I, I really, truly cannot even describe to you accurately. Isn't that just beautiful? Isn't that just incredible? It's Billie Eilish's song, um, Ocean Eyes, which was like her song that like catapulted her back in 2016 into like the mainstream and stuff. I can't stop listening to it. It's so beautiful and it like soothes me and I just, uh, thank you for that, Billie. Thank you. Thank you. It's just incredible. Um, so let's get into this week and I so appreciate every single one of you I forgot to shout out my Denmark listener last week um thank you I appreciate you I love you you still haven't reached out I told you how to get a hold of me it's at your like really pretty pod on Instagram I need you to reach out to me. I want to be friends. Um, I told you I want you to sponsor me so I can come live in your country. Whatever it is that you need me to do. I will run errands. I can muck stalls. I can clean chicken coops. I can paint fences. I could probably build a fence. Okay? Whatever you need. I'm there for you. So um, make yourself down. Please and thank you. All right. You're not getting hot topics on this episode. I, I'm so sorry about it, but I can't. I can't. I have to like conserve my voice. So what we're going to be doing is just diving right into this week's model. And you got like a whole 
Met Gala session earlier this week. So, you know what? No need to complain. Okay? Not that you are. But if you were thinking about it, please don't. I don't have it in me. I don't have it in me to fight with you. Anyway, I'm very excited to talk about this week's supermodel. Um, learning about her really just like warmed my heart and um, brought me to a place of just like serenity. Honestly, this model reminds me of that song Ocean Eyes by Billy. Like she's something that that's really, really special. So this week's model is Tatiana Petitz. She was born um, either on March 25th or May 25th. I cannot figure it out for sure. Like, Wikipedia says May 25th, but then so many other things say March 25th, and then there's, like, random things that say May 25th. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, one of the Vogue things I read said May 25th, so I really don't know. But then I read an obituary that said March, so I don't know. Either she's an Aries, like moi, or she's a Gemini, like everybody else in my life. Um, and sadly, I'm going to get it out of the way at the beginning. Sadly, she passed away earlier this year on January 11th. She was only 56 years old and she passed away from breast cancer. But I don't want to focus on the sad stuff because she really did have an incredible life um that sadly you know ended way too soon so let's talk about her legacy and that life she was born in hamburg germany and raised in sweden um her father was a travel journalist and her mother was a dancer and they met when her mother was on tour with like a modern dance company um, in Spain, they met at a bodega where they were wine tasting. Can you believe that? That sounds like it's out of a movie. And she described her parents like love affair, like their romance as being two people who fell in love and never left each other. Oh, I love that. Um, and she's another one that's a horse girly, just like Christy Turlington. And she might even be more of a horse girly than Christy. Um, she fell in love riding horses while they uh, would go to their vacation home in Mallorca, Spain, which is that mean they were rich? Because to me, in like my time, I hear vacation home, I think rich. But I don't know, maybe they do it different in Europe. In her childhood, she became a competitive horse rider. And then in 1983, she entered into a elite model contest in Stockholm. So she placed third um, in this elite model contest and the prize was a trip to Paris in a small contract. And her story is a little bit different than a lot of these other women. She didn't immediately shoot up to like stardom and success um and that's in part because her look was very different she wasn't like the perfect ace asymmetrical she wasn't the perfect symmetrical model she was kind of asymmetrical and that doesn't mean like she was like an ugly ducking duckling or like even 
unconventionally attractive. Like she was just different looking. And what's so awesome about her career is that her look helped open the doors for like a different look. Like her face and her body and everything that was her career has been described as expanding the ideals of beauty. And she had like this raw vulnerability and sensitivity that came off in her photos, like, like very, very sensitive. And that leads me to believe that she probably was a Gemini. Um, cause that's kind of Gemini's do give that there's like a, a sensitivity with them. And, um, yeah, so she didn't really shoot up, you know, and be super successful right away. She was in Paris for a year with no work. And then, of course, a reoccurring character that we've talked about many times, Peter Lindbergh, is what kind of shot her up into fame. He um, shot her in 1988 for this iconic uh, Vogue spread, which I don't think I've talked about it. It's called um, White Shirts, Six Supermodels Malibu. In that profile, she said that people always said I looked special. I didn't look like anyone else. And I was going to make it because of that. Which, yeah. <laughs> she really does not look like anybody else. Um, especially out of this group. I mean, this whole group, they all had very unique looks. But she is just, there's something very different about her face. And, yeah. it it And Peter, the the stuff that he shot of her is just so beautiful. And I think he really captured her essence, but that's kind of what he did is like he, his preference was like natural beauty. And she was, she was that there's like such a chicness about her. And then he shot her again for that famous cover that we've talked about the 1990 um, British Vogue cover with all the other girls. And that cover is what led George Michael to be like, oh, I want all of you girls to be in my Freedom 90 video. And she was, of course, in that music video. And then another reoccurring character, um, Herb Ritz, has described Tatiana's looks as a bit off. She's not typical. Anna Wintour, the editor-in-chief of Vogue, also really liked her. And she described her as glamour without any of the flakiness. Um, Tatiana preferred editorial and commercial photography opposed to like the runway. Like she wasn't really, she obviously did runway, but like that wasn't what she really wanted to do. And a lot of people said that like, even when she was still young in her twenties, she had this grown upness about her. And it was like a grown up that was surrounded by a bunch of girls. And it wasn't like, cattiness or um anything like that it was just that she was a grown-up and she was there to do her job kind of like Christy Turlington but even Christy had like this childlikeness about her um Tatiana was just like had this air of maturity that kind of radiated off of her and what's so interesting is she did drastic changes in her style um, which kind of happens now. Like, I see a lot of the big models do that now. And 
with her and you know they did that on America's Next Top Model like that was like a whole thing and she kind of like really started that her and Linda Evangelista and with her her big change ultimately paid off um so she had like you know long beautiful cascading blonde hair and then she did a chop and then that same year in 1989 she got the covers of British and French Vogue after this hair chop and then July and August of 1989 she was on the cover of American Vogue consecutively so for July and for August she was on the cover this time in the industry has been described as the Tatiana era because she became so in demand for a solid 10 years like 1985 to 1995 in the industry, they wanted her to be the supermodel. She was the, f- she was Germany's first supermodel, um, and the industry adored her look. Everybody, everybody wanted Tatiana, and she was like so in demand that one month she took forty flights, forty flights in one month, and. She was completely um, set to to become the model, you know, like the Naomi, the Giselle. And instead, she decided to slow it down. And slow it down and is relative. Like, you know, obviously, like, her slowdown is very different than our slowdown. But she did decide to kind of slow down her career. And, like, most of the models lived in either Paris or New York. You know, that's the that's the center of the modeling industry, not her. She um, decided to move to Los Angeles. And at this point, like she's in her early 20s and she's making over a million dollars a year as a model. And she appeared on over like 200 covers of magazines. She was just she was it. She was it. And she didn't want to be it. And that is like incredible to me. That is, I can't, I can't even um, imagine me being there and me saying like, I'm good. Like just, that's not my personality. Um, If I had the, you know, the, the power at my hands, I would not be able to turn away from that. Absolutely not. No. And so that's what makes her so interesting to me is because they really, I mean, all the big players really wanted her to be that. And she just was like, no, like, I'm good. And she had huge aspirations of becoming a working actress, you know, and that also influenced the move to Los Angeles. And she has a few credits, but it, it never really materialized the way she wanted However, what was so special about being in L.A. for her was being surrounded by nature. Her true passion was animal rights and that move to L.A. really um, helped influence that. She was in, you know, one of the most iconic campaigns, the PETA campaign, I'd rather go naked than wear fur, and that childhood um, passion of horses is like really what she devoted a lot of her work to. 
specifically with the conservation of wild mustangs. Um, and she was just so wholly devoted to nature. I found such an amazing interview she did with Kendall Conrad, which is a jewelry, um, line that is, uh, zero waste and sustainable. And like, actually the pieces are absolutely gorgeous. Uh, it's like, you know, rich bohemian, like Malibu girly, um, think like, Pamela Anderson if she were to wear like just a really nice piece of jewelry it's like giving that it's a gorgeous jewelry line but she did this interview and the pictures just like they make me want to sob they're so beautiful they're so beautiful they're so you know like just somebody who's really in their element and really happy um and she just looks blissful. They're, they're just, they're gorgeous shots. And it's kind of like a Q&A kind of um, interview. And one of the questions was like, what's your life goals? And what she said, oh my God, I don't want to cry, but it makes me want to cry. To be the best that I can be as a mother, friend, sister, daughter, and partner. To let my creative flame burn strong and to stay inspired daily. To never lose my sense of adventure and live fully and unapologetically. And I just think that is so incredibly beautiful. She was a fierce, fierce, fierce lover of nature and it just kind of radiated off of her. Um, in the same interview, they asked what inspires her and she said art music children and animals i'm happiest in the ocean and the natural world oh that's so beautiful she had a tattoo on her forearm that was absolutely gorgeous and it meant nonviolence and compassion towards all living things in sanskrit it was gorgeous giving angelina jolie honey she also said her heroes were maya angelo and daphne sheldrick and Daphne Sheldrick, I mean, if you don't know who Maya Angelou is, like, how did you make it this far? But Daphne Sheldrick is an animal activist. And, um, yeah, like, that that was Tatiana's passion, was, like, being an activist for horses and what horses can bring to you, the peaceness, the calmness, the trust. Uh, she really, like that nature, that love of animals, that everything was like rooted in compassion and caring and caring about the earth. Like she was talking about in one of the interviews from the mid eighties, she talked about pollution and like overconsumption. And in the mid eighties, like nobody was talking about that. Um, in I think the mainstream in any kind of real way I mean I'm sure there were people talking about that but a model that's just incredible to me and she really I think that down-to-earthness like she's kind of like personified like the jeans and t-shirt kind of girl and modeling wasn't who she was it's what she did she wasn't trying to be an it model like she she I really believe that Modeling for her was to facilitate a lifestyle of like chasing her passions. And once she made enough money, 
she pulled back and worked just to maintain. There's something really admirable about that. Um, And I think her authenticity is what made her so incredible and what made her impact so specific in that 90s supermodel era is because she radiated authenticity and timelessness and chicness and um just like down to earth like somebody who was truly very down to earth and there was no pretentiousness that surrounded her like she just you know like you know who else like I think tries really hard to radiate that um but I it does not come across that way is Gwyneth Paltrow. Like, I think what Gwyneth is trying to do is what Tatiana is. Uh, and I mean that like fully. <laughs> so, um, where Tatiana and her, like, she was very private. Like I, you get the sense of what her soul was, but not like her personal life at all uh she also dated seal so we have tyra that dated seal heidi who married seal and tatiana was like in a long-term relationship with seal what he must i'm telling you he has that mark anthony swagger i just know it in my bones i know it um but in 2003 she married a businessman named jason johnson does he not have the most, like, generic name? Like, am I right? That is Jason Johnson. What? Um, they had a son in 2004 named Jonah, and then Tatiana and Jason divorced in 2009. Jonah is now a model as well, and he's appeared in Vogue quite a few times with Tatiana. Uh, and that really was, like, the love of her life was her son. Her son and horses. The, that was like what she lived for. Tatiana was in all of the famous things from the 90s. Like, you know, all the campaigns, all the Chanel, all the uh, John Galliano, um, everything. Calvin Klein, she was in it. But it's like, it's like, I, that wasn't what she was about. And that's what I think was so exciting to learn uh, reading about her was that like, that was just so secondary to her nature. Um, and I don't think there's any, I don't think it's, if, if, if your career is your one true passion and your love, and that's like what you put everything into, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, just like there's nothing wrong where like, you know, Tatiana's approach, like there's, there's no right way to do that. But with Tatiana, I just like, yeah, she was gorgeous. Yeah, she was in everything. But, you know, I think to talk about her is like not to really fixate too much on that. Um, for me, I know Tatiana's face from the 2000s and like 2010 she was the face of cover girl uh specifically it was the timeless beauty campaign um that's where I know her face from that's like when I was you know researching on who I wanted to do the 10 girls 
I saw her face. I was like, where do I know that face? Oh my God, that's the cover girl Timeless Beauty face. And she continued like to have these huge contracts and work. And, but it was just so like, she did it just, just to work. And it wasn't, it wasn't who she was. And, um, you know, who she was, was being a mom and being an activist and being a lover of the world and nature and water. And, you know, I really, I really admire what I've read about her. And I think it's really beautiful, um, the life that she lived. She really radiated a, a life of peace and tranquility and that piece comes off of her when you look at her work, when you look at her photo shoots, when you look at her on the runway, there's just like this peacefulness about her. And I know that she's in paradise, um, surrounded by horses and the beach and pretty flowers. And it, I really, it really breaks my heart that somebody so young she had like a, a whole half of her life still that she needed to live. And uh, the world lost somebody who was really, really special. And her son lost his mom. And that is heartbreaking. And so, you know, I started this episode talking about how sick I am and how my mom believed me to go to the doctors. Um, but I wouldn't change that for anything. I'll happily, I'll happily take my mom bullying me to go to the doctors and sending me a million text messages telling me to eat um, because there's nothing like your mom checking on you and loving you and a mother's love. And so, Tatiana, I hope you are resting in peace. And Jonah, if you ever are listening to this, she is with you in absolutely every single thing that you do. I'm telling you guys, the sickness is for the birds. I am emotional. All right. Well, thank you so much for going on this journey with me. Um, I appreciate it. I'm, my throat is killing me. I am going to shove honey down my throat as soon as I hit stop on this. I love you. Thank you for clucking with me about my illness and about the late, great Tatiana. And I hope you enjoyed it um, while you were... What is my sign-off? I can't even remember, okay? My throat hurts. Thank you for listening. I love you for listening. Bye!